another week and another replay. Uh, instead of us going through our list this time around, we actually just went through our catalog and found what our listeners' most favorite episodes. Now, we're basing favorite episodes based on how many listens that the episode has because, well, we're just not good at social media and reaching out to you in any other way. would Yeah, it just wouldn't work out. So most popular episode by listen or download count. Um, this one's just over 1,000. Um, it was in the middle of a series in February uh, titled My Yoke is Easy and My Burden is Light as we dig into what does it mean to walk in relationship with Jesus and how should it feel. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh. How are you doing, my friend? What's up? Dude, I'm doing well. I can't complain. It was a busy Good. weekend. Um, yeah. I had a project I was trying to finish up and you know, I had other things going on. So, But other than that, uh, yeah, I'm ready to kind of take on the week. Uh, the abs are playing right now. So if I'm half distracted or I curse don't. or I cheat... <laughs> That's why, because uh, they're playing right don't here. Watch, don't TV. watch the abs while we're doing a podcast. Come on, man. That's I mean that is impressive what? multitasking. But I know I know the abs are near and dear to your heart, so I won't take it personally. Yeah, I have to watch it. I was telling people at work that you know if I'm unavailable during these hours, that's because the abs are playing. So you have to wait. Unless they're losing, oh, it's awesome. pissing me off in it. And by all means, so probably stop watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude. How are things with you, birthday boy? Things are good, man. Uh, things are good. It's my birthday. Dude, 42 looks um, good on you. 42. 32. 32. Uh, oh, 42. 32 and I'm going to be eyeballing new balances and, you know, back massagers and that type of thing. 32 dad i'm shorts. feeling did, good did dad shorts ever come back i don't know man. jean shorts i don't know but yeah, they need to if they're not you know i rock the jean shorts occasionally around here in the summer um for outdoor projecting you need like you the know? extra baggy um, ones though they can't be tight they can't used to be totally. pants and then you cut them off they gotta yes. be designed yes. from the beginning to be right. baggy right Jean shorts. Jean I used shorts. to wear like black yeah. jean shorts and white jean shorts because <laughs> I thought I was tough. Uh, with you know, good old Adidas shirts, you know, my sophomore year of high school. That's awesome. It did not yes. last long. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, but that's uh, so good. Yeah, it uh, it's interesting, that's for sure. Oh man. Yeah, you pull I out remember like your rocking pack, you a good polo shirt. Yeah, you know, new balance, yep. definitely rocking. I think Dude, you can really live into good. this whole dad life thing. I I'm trying. I'm trying, you know. Um, no, dude, I'm good. Life's good. Uh, if, if people are, if you're listening and you're thinking, why has it been so long since I have heard this Jesus life podcast? It's mainly my fault, uh, because the work this last week and life this last week has been insanely busy. So Josh, I love talking to you. I love doing this podcast. So I wanted to bring it into my birthday, keep it on my birthday, but 
man, life's been busy, dude. Like just demanding kind of day in and day out. Not bad. Not not anything to worry about or just, I don't know, not complaining. It's just been busy. But yeah, man, uh, taking it back to sophomore year, I think around that time, it might have been eighth grade when uh, the like bang swoop and um, cargo shorts. Like if you didn't have khaki cargo shorts and you didn't have a bang swoop, that might have been dyed uh, blonde. <laughs> That was the cool look, you know, I never had the bang swoop that was dyed blonde, but I did for a while do the hair gel and bangs um, straight up, you know, with my cargo shorts and yo-yo in my pocket. And I felt like that was all pretty cool because it was pretty cool back in the day. I was, what's up? I was addicted to, um, oh shoot, what's the name of that brand? Um, Nautica. We had like an yep. outlet store nearby my house. I don't even think it was actually that nice. nearby, but I would go to it on a very regular basis and buy anything that they had in there. <laughs> so like I did the whole cargo shorts and then like polo shirt, but with like a different colored undershirt and then fold up your nice. arms. Uh, and then the visor. I did the visor. This was like maybe you did a year the and visor? before I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I did. Uh, and I still like slicked my hair back. So like I would slick my hair back. I put the visor oh, on, man. and then when you took the visor off, there was like an indent on my head of like yes. where the visor like pushed against my hair. Yes. So you were committed to the up. visor all day because you couldn't go without it at that point. It was so you know, <laughs> it was so solidified in hair gel. Yeah, I should find pictures of those days. Uh, you really should. Long. You really should. probably halfway through my freshman year, and I was like, no, we're gonna go for like this this. Um, thug, you know, um, what do they call like a Mexican gangster? There's a name for it. Um, I don't know. Look instead though. I was neither hard nor a gangster. So, um, it did not fit my personality, <laughs> but that's what my friends were. And then all those friends at the time, like they all dropped out of high school by the end of your sophomore year. Cause once you turn 16 yes. in Arizona, you could quit school. Uh, and they wow. Did. So it wasn't wow. the greatest crew that I hung out with, but uh, yeah, right. it was right, a, right. It was an interesting time, that's for sure. The Nautica crew. That's dude. That's what's up. Yeah. Who knows? Throwbacks. Cargo shorts will be cool again. As will the hair swoop. It's they still a matter are cool. Of time. I argue. I yeah. still wear cargo yeah. shorts. They might not be cool, but I dude. still wear them. At least in the summer. Bring back the visor, man. That's the look we all need is a visor. It's functional. Visor. It doesn't make your head hot. You know, we still have those visors. Solid. I should look. I hope. That would be awesome. That'd be totally awesome. Dude. I'll have to figure that out. We have, well, we played something at the beginning of our show that may not be, uh, that was not the normal. Uh, what's going on with that? Why are we talking about dwell? Or why do we have dwell going at the beginning of our show? What's happened? Yeah. Well, it's not a, I don't even know how to pronounce, I don't even know how to say it all. It's not a sponsorship in the tradition. So they're not giving us any right. money, guys. Right, but they're right, giving right. us kickback if you sign up with our, our codes. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and that's really uh, it. So it's just us testing the waters of like, hey, can we provide you those that listen actual helpful things? Um, that we right. think is helpful. And the funny thing with right. Dwell is, you know, I've used it in the past. Andrew just downloaded it recently before he even yeah. knew about, uh, you know, them reaching out kind of thing. Um, True story. So it's definitely worth listening. And essentially it's just getting you into, you know, the, um, 
into God's word from a vocal standpoint, really in a yeah. kind of a meditation type stance, the way that they read and, you know, the music that yeah. gets played, whether and you can turn off the music if you don't want to listen to it. Um, so it's not like your typical, if you've ever listened to the NIV version of the audio Bible, it's not that dude. Um, yeah. So it's not like they're, they're better voices um, that have yes. read passionate people about what they're reading and it breaks it up in cool ways. So, um, you know, they go through the books of the Bible and that kind of thing if you want to go that route. Um, but they also break it up by topics, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is super helpful if you're just listening through a certain thing. Maybe you just want to understand hope from Jesus' perspective better. And, you know, it's just going to play a bunch of hope verses um, in passages yeah. uh, throughout Scripture. But, yeah, you can you can sign up using our, our link if you go to thisjesuspodcast.com forward slash dwell. Um, we'll get that up and running by the time this podcast goes live. Cause if Andrew goes to it right now, I don't know where it goes, probably our four or four page on the website. Cause that doesn't actually exist yet, but, um, that'd be the best place. Um, they have pretty reasonable plans for what they're offering. Um, definitely worth checking out if, um, you're someone that needs to just listen to the Bible. Cause you know, sometimes, sometimes you're slammed and busy and you got to spend time with Jesus, maybe in the shower. And it's really hard to to read Jesus right. you know, in the shower. So you listen to Jesus in the shower, like Andrew. Uh, and then right before you get out <laughs> of the shower, you, you take that, you know, 15 Turn minutes of cold shower to, cold. Uh, to wake up for the day. <laughs> 15 Which, minutes. Nope. No, 10, 10 to that. 30 seconds and you're good. You're good. But yeah, if you like, if you like audio, which you probably do, if you're listening to this, go and check out dwell and let us, let them know we sent you if you do. But um, yeah, man, I, I'm still doing the cold shower. Uh, however, I'm not doing it on weekends. And uh, this sh- this last weekend, I felt like I was cheating the system because I took an extra shower. Uh, since I did, I got a, a haircut. I did an extra shower after that, and I'm like, you know, it's my birthday tomorrow. I love the cold shower effect, but I'm gonna go ahead and skip uh, tonight. So I did. And now I know my next shower is going to be extra cold. So looking forward to that. Um, I still want to get you See, on the bandwagon, man. I don't know if you're ever going to do it, but you should. No, I would not. But that's the part <laughs> I don't. That's the part I don't understand. It's like you do it like, oh, this is amazing. I love this. But when it's your time to celebrate something, you choose not to do it. Like if you really loved it, I would feel like you'd want to do it when you're celebrating. (laughs) So I would say you just, I think, I think deep down, Andrew, I feel like you're punishing yourself in some way. And that's where this is coming from. And maybe we should talk about this um, in a little (laughs) bit more detail of like, what's, what's going on Uh, in Andrew's heart and life that is causing you to want to do this kind of crazy stuff to yourself. Who knows, man, but it feels, it makes me feel good. And you should do the cold shower at the end too. You won't regret it. Um, you might regret it in the moment, but, uh, but you won't regret it all around. It's solid. It's solid. Dude. Um, I know we have a semi, a hard, or I have a hard stop at the top of the hour. Um, so we should dive in. Um, and I don't know if you had a setup in mind of how to talk about this, like, or how to start the conversation, let me know. Um, so I'll just meander in this conversation for a second. All right. So this was, this is one of my favorite things that Jesus said. Uh, I don't know if it's my top favorite or what, but it's something I've thought about a lot of times. So 
I don't have a ton of like super fully formed thoughts around it, but I'm excited for this discussion. Um, today we're going through, and this is out of Matthew, uh, where, where it says this, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that last piece, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's the stuff. That's the thing that you might've heard Christians say where you're like, what are they talking about? What is this? You know, that's the piece is my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But dude, I like the, I like the invitation by Jesus. Uh, I like the recognition that a lot of people, a lot of us are weary and heavy burdened, uh, and we need a place to find rest that, that Jesus offers. And I like the invitation of like, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I'll give you rest, you know, and here's how. So I don't know, man, what, uh, what are your first thoughts around that? Like this idea of my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, where does that take you in your mind? I think, um, I would assume for a lot of Christians when they think about, um, being a Christian and trying to live this Christian life, um, light burden is not how they would describe it. <laughs> I think for most people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think they, um, uh, sorry, I just got distracted that there was an ad cheering on, on my, on my TV and I was like, Oh, we scored. And it was just an ad. Um, dang it. <laughs> We're not playing well right now. Um, but I, I think, I think for a lot of people, Christianity feels hard um, when we try to live it from a perspective of like, Here's the here's the things we're supposed to do. Here's the things we're not supposed to do. Um, I never live up to um, the standard of what we're supposed to do, and there's a burden that that comes along with that. And um, I think there's also a high level of of faking yourself. Um, you putting up a facade of what you think a good Christian looks like, and you know, faking anything is exhausting. Like it it takes a lot out of you to keep faking stuff. Um, so I think there's a, yeah. there's something. A, with that, that's at play as well. Um, so when, when they hear Jesus say things like this, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd be curious what runs through their head. Like, is it like, now nah, that's a lie. Like, that's just not true. Or they respond yeah. with like, maybe that's true for some people, but I'm not a good enough Christian. So it's not true of me. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I, it's probably a, a, a gamut or, you know, a spectrum on where they land, um, on that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't think most Christians today feel like their Christianity is is light and burden free. Yeah, or is easy yeah. and burden free. But I think yeah, it can be. that was going to be that was going to be my first question. But you already spoke to it. I was going to be like, is it light and burden free? You know, is it would would we describe it that way? Why do you think most people feel like it's Kind of the opposite, because I, I kind of think you're right, man, that most of the time people are like, I got to show up how many times a week and sing what songs and do what with my time and my money and my mm-hmm. things. And I got to stop saying what and start saying what? Like, I have to cover, I don't know. I have to cover up my beer when I'm checking out. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, salad from church doesn't see me. 
That's right. Yeah, man. Um, what? Yeah. What I think it's hard is feel heavy. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before, but like, I think yeah. it's difficult because, um, people are trying to do it on their own. Yeah. Right. Like Jesus said, you know, my burden is light. Um, like I, I think we get into trouble when one, we take the sanctification process on ourselves. So us becoming more like Jesus, taking on the characteristics of the fruits of the spirit. Um, like when we try to white knuckle those things into existence or create the facade that they are in existence, even though they're not, um, you know, from a character standpoint, they're not like, I, I think there's that piece of it that, that, yeah, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. That's, that's hard. Yeah. Um, and you know, on the other side of this too, is like, it's not that your relationship with Jesus isn't work. It is. Um, but it should be easy work. It should be light work as you walk with Jesus. Like, um, as you take on difficult things or difficult tasks, as Jesus tells you to take on, whether it's like dealing with crap of your past or accomplishing a dream or a, a passion that God's placed on you, like there's hard work everywhere. Um, but it's, it's different kind of hard work. Like you get into the old, old, you know, the Jewish people and the old customs with, you know, the people that Jesus is talking to in this moment. And like, um, the, um, I'm trying to remember the word, I'll probably have to look this up. Um, let me pull it up. Um, the word easy, like his yoke is easy. It mm-hmm. has a meaning. All words have meanings, but um, <laughs> let's see here. Where is it? Uh, sorry, this is what happens when you kind of quickly skim through commentaries. Uh, so the Greek word meeting is well fitting. Um, like in this, this yoke that is being used as an illustration here, like this is like a oxen yoke. Like this is what would be put on the oxen to help pull. And um, typically in, um, when you're training up a new young oxen, it would be put with an old, wiser, stronger oxen. Um, right. Uh, the word well fitting is like the yoke that's been put around him is like, it's just perfect, perfectly built for them. Like it's Mm -hmm. designed to handle what they can handle from a, strength push through it standpoint and then it's designed to take on the relief of everything else right and i think that's that's what our relationship with jesus is designed to do and he's in control of the relationship um we've given up that control we've sacrificed that control so so jesus is in control of that relationship like when we're trying to foster relationship with jesus and big things hard things extremely difficult things hit us in life um like one, hopefully Jesus has done the work, or I shouldn't say, hopefully we've fostered a relationship enough with Jesus that he's done the work to prepare us for that thing because Jesus knew it was coming. Um, and there's work that had to be done to get you ready for whatever that was that was coming. Uh, but also in the midst of it, like there's a peace, um, there's a patience in the midst of it because of our relationship with Jesus. We're able to to kind of lay our burdens on, on Christ himself to help him carry mm-hmm. those things. Um, so it's not like, hard times it's not like when when we're fostering a relationship with jesus well that we're we're in this like ha ah, moment and like nothing can bother us uh, we don't right. have to work we're just kind of laissez-faire about everything it's not mm-hmm. that like there's work involved building relationship with anybody there's work involved like it takes intentionality it takes time it takes um you putting in the the vulnerability and the the work um but in the midst of that, man, things get easier. Like I was having a conversation with my brother earlier today and we were just talking about a, a lot of similar things. And one of the things we started talking about is like, you know, 
this whole idea of sin and like us conquering sin in our lives, sin's destructive. It's ugly. It's gross. Um, but you could probably have like five or six sins going on right now in your life, uh, you know, on a rotation of what, whatever they are, um, whether it's anger or gluttony or you, you name it, um, lust, um, that man, when you were walking with Jesus, well, and like fostering with Jesus, well, we could talk about what it means to really actually foster a relationship with Jesus, but like we're doing those things. Well, yeah, that stuff, those temptations actually become a lot easier. They, they feel a lot lighter. Um, you know, when I, when I fail into those things and, you know, I blow yeah. my top for something stupid, like it's not, I, I don't feel the same level of shame. I feel guilt, but like, I know Jesus loves me and I know that his grace is sufficient. I'm able to turn and ask for forgiveness. And, you know, we talk about it and move on. Like that's the beauty of what yeah. we get, you know, in our relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. So I think if, if, if you're feeling like it's not this, the statement's not true, that his yoke isn't easy and his burden isn't light, um, I would simply say you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Um, you're doing it wrong. And let me say, I think you're right in that for sure, man. Um, I think you're totally right. Uh, but you might be doing, you're probably doing it wrong, something wrong. Um and then it probably is also coming into like your expectations being off or your measures of success being wrong. You know, we, Josh and I are both in like business, my, uh, business type jobs, you know, and there's all this stuff around data. And if you want to, uh, if you want to sound especially smart <clears throat> in a, workshop or a a meeting, you could say, what are the KPIs we're measuring this with? You know, what are those key performance (laughs) indicators? Um, You can throw out stuff like that. And people are like, wow, this guy like really knows his stuff. Like, but um, I don't know why I said that. Oh, I do. The key performance indicators, you know, not that I actually like that, that phrase or uh, acronym, especially when it's related to spiritual life. But um, Man, like if you're if you're walking through uh, trying to follow Christ as best as you can, trying to follow in the way that that Christ walked, um, trying to live this Jesus life out, and you're feeling heavily burdened and and worn down by it, you might be overly religious. <laughs> um, you might be measuring things that are like ticking the boxes. Like there's a temptation when you first start following Christ to be like, okay, I'm going to change 80 things in my life today. Like I just decided I'm following Christ. I accepted him. I I want to walk in this way. So now I have to change these 80 things that I know are wrong. And when you try to do that, it's like you might succeed in changing some of them for the short term. But if you're trying to do it on your own power, and through your own checklist of success or failure, then uh, it's not going to last that long. And you're probably going to feel super burdened by it. Um, whereas when you're walking with Christ, when you're, you're following in the way that he walked, uh, man, these the things that you need to focus on most slowly kind of rise. And there's one or two, in my experience at least, there's usually one or two things at a time that Christ, that, that the Lord is working on me um, or in me on, uh, and, and the key success, key performance indicators, you know, 
I don't even know what they'd be called in that. It's it's just, am I being obedient to the things that God keeps putting in, in front of me to to follow, you know, and to change and to be be humble enough to allow God to change in me? You know, it becomes like, am I going to change these things or am I just going to be open and accepting to how God wants to change me? You know, because that, that feels a lot lighter. It's heavier in some sense because it's like, I'm kind of powerless in this situation. I'm not powerless, but man, it's more God than it is me uh, when, when I'm becoming more like Christ. Whereas before it's like, I have this checklist of 15 things that if I, if any one of them is wrong, I'm going to feel really bad about my Christianity. It's like, no, like, slowly be submitted to the will of God through through the things we've spent a lot of time talking about, like spending time with God, praying and having an honest conversation with him, um, finding real community, uh, finding somebody who can challenge you, who loves, who loves the Lord and loves you in that order. Um, like these are things we've spent a lot of time talking through. And when you, when you lean into them intentionally, uh, and kind of slowly, uh, it becomes light and it becomes something where you can celebrate ways that God has, has worked in your life and changed you. But it doesn't become something that is a huge checklist of like, today to be a good Christian, I have to do these 10 things. Man, that's that's religion. And that kind of masquerades uh, as as relationship, but it's not. Uh, it's And you might have relationship with God and still have a lot of religious stuff in your life. I probably do too. Um, I'm not saying all of that is is the worst thing in the world, but when you you know if your burden feels super heavy, it's probably because you're putting yourself into pretty intense religious mode rather than relationship mode. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's a key. Is like, do I have a checklist I'm trying to do perfectly where if one fails, I feel bad, or am I just allowing myself to submit to what God has for me in this season of my life? And leaning into those things rather than trying to conquer the world um, with a one checklist at a time. Yeah, you know, I, I think what you're saying is 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 great. Like you know, we were talking last night. Like the the Pharisees did all the right things. Um, like on the outside, you know, looking in, like they they observed all the laws. They they lived a life as as they were commanded to live from from the outside. Like they they looked good. But yet here's the one people group that Jesus publicly rebuked because on the inside they were, you know, as you said, dead dead man's bones. Um, like I, I think there's going to be times, you know, Revelation speaks to this too. Like there's going to be times that um, you're going to, or sorry, not times, but a time that people will stand before judgment. Um, and you know, they will say, God, look at all these things that I did for you. I, I did all of these things and I served in all these different ways. Um, and the Lord's going to say, you know, away from me for I, I never knew you, um, because the relationship piece was never there. Like you can do all the right things and never build a relationship with Jesus and Jesus. Like the point of all this yeah. is to foster a relationship with Jesus. Like, you know, this is, this is James's point in the book of James. Like, yeah, yeah. there should be works. Um, to what you do, but it should become, it should come from a, a, a pouring out of what Jesus has already done inside of you. Like, you know, there's, there's yeah. probably struggles in a lot of people's lives that feel overwhelming, feel like they're never going to conquer them, that they're never going to overcome these things. And the reality is right now where you're at, yeah, you're probably not. Um, but as you foster a relationship with Jesus, 
um, as you actually dig into real relationship. When we say foster relationship, geez, we're not talking about like you open your Bible sometimes, you read some verses and you say some quick prayers. Like you have a you have yeah. a formula of prayer and you you work through that or you work through soap. I'm not saying these things are bad, um, but I am saying you can do these things without relationship. And that's the great and that's the scary part of it all. Right. Like they should be yeah. fostering conversation with Jesus, right? Relationship is a relationship, whether you're building a relationship with people or building a relationship with Jesus, they plays by the same rules. So how do you build a relationship? You have to spend time with that person, right? Like you're not going to build a relationship when you don't know anything about that person. You're not spending any time with it. You can, you can build a facade of relationship. Like, you know, somebody, if you read all their Facebook posts and Instagram posts, right. but it doesn't mean you actually know that person. And that person doesn't actually know you. Um, there's a distinction here. Uh, like you have to give trust, um, if you're going to build relationship with somebody, you have to be, you have to choose to be vulnerable and honest, right? Like, you know, those relationships in our life when they know you, like they know you the inside and out, um, the ugly and and the good. Um, and yet they love you and value you anyways. Like yeah. those are the relationships we all want, but most of our relationships live at this really surface level. We don't talk about real things. We have fun together, but like, sure. They'll probably have our back if, if, you know, crap hits the fan, but in all reality, like, if, if it's too much for them, then they're out. They're just going to, they're going to, they're going to ghost you and they're not going to respond back to that text message. Yeah. Right. Like there's that piece of this too. Like we're not talking about that kind of thing. So like you have to give vulnerability for vulnerability to be exi- like to exist. It's the same thing with Jesus. Yeah. Like if you're not, you're not trying to dig into the darkest, ugliest places of your heart. You're not trying to dig into um, the most, you know, those feelings that feel the most vulnerable, then you're not fostering a relationship with Jesus. Like, giving something we were talking about this last night too like you know you, you've heard this saying like laid just lay it at the feet of jesus just lay it at the cross write it on that piece of paper and nail it to the cross Yep. um which reminded me of the meme that was going around for a while i think i shared this on the podcast i think i shared it with you andrew if it wasn't on the podcast mm-hmm. uh but uh someone someone posted you know uh let's go back to our old youth ministry days has anyone tried writing COVID on a piece of paper <laughs> and nailing that's it to right. the cross yet that's uh, right I think that's that's funny um, but like, it's, but it's like this thing of like, you know, we, we spend like 30 seconds in prayer of like, Jesus, this is what's going on. I just give it to you right now. And even yeah. like, you know, put your hands out, like you're, you know, you're laying it down at Jesus's feet. It's not laying it at Jesus's cross. It's not doing it. You're just talking. I'm sure prayer is helpful. Um, but like what the real prayer feels like is here, Jesus, this is what's going on. Um, I know yeah. I have to give this to you, but I'm worried about it. Um, God, here's the fears that, that keep coming up about it. Like, here's what I'm worried may happen if I do this or don't do this, whatever, whatever it happens to be. Um, like, God, here's what I think people are going to think about me. Um, here's like, walk through it all. Try to, you know, at least identify the emotions that you're feeling the best that you can identify. And like, for me, I'm not great at identifying emotions. I'm getting better, um, but I'm not fantastic at it. But like, identify those things and talk about those things. It takes yeah. time. But man, when you do that, man, it's so much different laying things at Jesus' feet. Then you're like blown away that you forgot about it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's, oh yeah, that's, that's thing. Jesus, oh, that's right. Jesus was doing that. Uh, I forgot that's about it. Thing. I forgot that was going on yeah. even. And you're shocked by how you're responding to it because I, I took the time to actually give it to Jesus, to let it all out um, and just lay it before him. Fostering relationship, that's what it takes. It takes yeah. us being completely vulnerable and getting more and more vulnerable, just like we would with, with a human being. We're doing the same thing with, with God himself, like, you know, in fostering that, that type of relationship. And when we start to do those things, you start to have these conversations with Jesus, um, like verses start to look different ways that, 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 
that poke you to kind of talk about other things. And, you know, you feel Jesus pressing things on your heart about certain stuff that, you know, he wants to talk about or deal with, or it's a specific action of like, Hey, uh, today, when you're in this meeting with so-and-so, I want you to be as fully present with that person as you possibly be. Make sure that they know that they're seen. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. Right. And it's these little things that start to build up. So when, yeah, life gets hard and it will, um, you're, you're able to walk through it. Like, you know, Jesus yoke is easy and his burden is light. Um, because yeah. you know, you, you've trained and God has changed the things inside of you to get you to those places. Like that's a big win. Um, but it takes time and it takes energy. Like, you know, you think of shoot, let's use an easy one. Think of your spouse as an example. How yeah. long is it taking you to feel like you're really known by them and they're really known by you? It didn't happen overnight. Maybe you fell no. in love overnight, but <clears throat> like that, that level of relationship did not happen overnight. And that's your most intimate right. relationship here on earth, right? Like there's that piece of this too. Like it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight, but man, when we're able to sit in those things, like something for me that I've recently realized that, that maybe helped with some, so I don't journal in the, t- in the traditional sense of journaling. I don't write like this is what I did today. Not saying that's bad, even though I use that voice, um, but I just don't do it. Um, but I do journal in a sense when I'm, I'm writing, you know, when I'm reading God's word and, and spending time with Jesus in the morning and it, it's more like a conversation. So it's like writing out prayers or questions or um, things that just, you know, verses that hit me a certain way. I want to comment on those things. Um, the thing I started doing recently is going back and reading those notes. Um, and I can tell if like, am I being vulnerable and honest like, am I trying mm. to let it out or is this more transactional? Yeah. Am I just trying to get the task done? And here's like some yep. cool ideas from a, from a head knowledge standpoint that, you know, kind of pierced my, my interests and I wrote these things down. Or am I getting into a real conversation with Jesus and writing them in those places? Like, it's for me, it's a great barometer to be able to go back. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not actually fostering a relationship with Jesus. I'm just, I'm completing some tasks I know I'm supposed to do. And sure, not every time you spend time with Jesus is going to be like this, ah, you know, God moment. Um, right. But a lot of them are <laughs> like, or maybe yeah. you don't even realize how God moment of it is in the moment. Um, but, you know, a month goes by and you go back and be like, oh, this is where Jesus started to shift some things about how I viewed this specific thing or how I viewed this idea or I viewed this person. Um, you know, he you know, started to, to point out how I wasn't valuing um, as I should be valuing uh, the people that I come in contact with. Like there's, there's those kinds of things that are at play um, that only happen when I start to foster a relationship with Jesus. But that's what makes the burden feel light. Um, that's what makes the things yeah. that are really difficult feel a lot less difficult um, because I'm actually yeah. foster relationship and he's doing the work. So when those things show up, um, they don't feel as overwhelming um, or when, you know, it's a sin that, you know, you now have to deal with. Um, it doesn't feel as overwhelming because Jesus proved himself over and over again. He's yeah. walking right alongside you like the big old ox. That's like, dude, I got this. Let me show you how it's done. Um, <laughs> right. You know, put on this right. yoke. It feels good. Uh, and then, you know, yeah. the things that he's put on you to accomplish are, are, are not as, as overwhelming, but let me get off my soapbox, Andrew. That was a long rant. Dude, that was a beautiful rant and a great soapbox. I'm glad you got on it. Um, and, and I'm only sad. I got, I got to run in eight minutes, but I wanted to just add like the, like, I know you and I don't have ox or oxen, you know, we're not in, in that level of you don't have any farming oxen? business. That no is oxen. shocking to I have me. some chickens. I got some chickens, but no Rude. oxen. Um, but I'm sure there's Mennonites around me that do. But uh, but like the – think about it. Like for most of us, going on a walk is not 
a heavy burden for the oxen. The one like the, the lead ox that's training up the young one, like it's a burden because normally he would have somebody, another ox walking beside him, helping pull heavy farm equipment, plow fields, do all those things. But Jesus in this verse is saying, I'm like the big oxen. I'm like the one who's, who's leading the way and teaching you. Um, your job is basically just to keep, take a walk beside me, you know, like just follow, just try to do what I'm doing. Just try to follow along with where I'm going. Um, you'll, you'll learn by watching, you'll learn by being present. You'll learn by taking some time to, to walk with me. And, and that's the beauty where that's not a burden. That's an opportunity. It's like, I have a lot to learn. I have time to learn and I have a good teacher to teach me. You know, um, versus have a huge checklist. I have people I need to impress. I have metrics or KPIs I need to hit. It's like, no, man, like you have time to learn. You've got a good teacher. And if you just watch the way that he walks, the way that he does stuff, and you try to emulate that, and you try to listen for those moments mm-hmm. when, you, when you get the little feedback, the teacher saying, Hey, actually turn left. Like, don't, don't turn right. You're, Mm -hmm. you're, you're digging your heel in when you shouldn't be, you're doing this thing when you shouldn't be like those gentle nudges are what lead to the, the major transformation, you know? And there's a lot of those moments day in and day out. Like you were just saying the practical stuff, um, of journaling, of, of praying, of spending time with the Lord, listening to scripture, reading scripture, doing all that. That's those, those daily habits that help, a lot along the way, but, but our job is to walk in the way the teacher's walking and the teacher being Jesus, um, and, and try to try to emulate it. You know, it's like, that's a light burden, but it's a, it's a big opportunity, you know, um, versus that like checklist mentality of, I just want to do all these things. So I keep my head above water, you know, um, yeah, man. I just wanted to call that out. I know not a lot of us are ox farmers or farmers who use oxes, uh, oxen, but it's a cool analogy of where the yoke comes from because they strap it around so they can carry heavy things and they can do big things for farmers mm-hmm. um, and for others. So anyway, man, that's my that's my closing thought is like it's an opportunity to walk with a good teacher. It's an opportunity to learn slowly, uh, to learn well and learn from the best teacher in Jesus. It's, it's, we get bogged down by our own expectations. Uh, we get bogged down by looking around and comparing to other people, you know, comparisons, the thief of joy. I forget who said that it's not in the Bible, but it's a pretty dang, dang true concept. Um, so, yeah, man, it's usually us who puts the heavy burden on ourselves, not Jesus. Uh, it's it's the other way around. So, yeah, man, solid stuff. And your yeah, soapbox, and we, and, great A. And often, I think oftentimes, too, is like, you know, taking on what you just said, like, now I lost my thought. Sorry, I was trying to look up comparison is the, is the thief of joy. Uh, I wanted to know where it comes from. Um, I'll find it and send it to you. Yeah. Because there's a good chance that I've attributed that to the Proverbs. So um, I'm curious (laughs) to know where it really came from. Um, 
Yeah, like I think too, like with man, with um, like there's going to be things that Jesus is going to call you to that if he told you exactly what that looked like now, it'd be so overwhelming because you're just not prepared or ready for it yet. Like that work hasn't been done in your heart to get you there. Um, and it's the same thing I think with struggles that are going to, they're going to hit you soon. Like Jesus knows it's going to happen in your life. He knows how it's going to play out. Um, and those things are going to happen. Like there's probably a point on the timetable that they're already set out to happen, whether you're ready for it or not. And I think oftentimes like, we're just not ready for it because we didn't do the work of foster relationship with Jesus. So he could prepare us for it. Like we've just kind of gone through this life, you know, here and there and like, just let it be. And I just, Oh, I don't have time to to spend time with Jesus today. Or like, you know, I know I'm supposed to do it. And I tell people that I do it. Um, but in all reality, like, I don't know the last time I've actually talked to Jesus that was like, other than, you know, praying at my meals kind of thing. Uh, and then you hit those things and everything seems to be falling apart. And then you're like, Jesus, where are you? Like, why, why aren't you helping me in this moment? You said that your burden was light. You said that you're going to be with me always. Uh, and you're not doing any of those things right now. And he's like, dude, I've been trying to be with you for the last six months. I've been trying to be with you for the last year to get you ready for this thing. But you chose not to walk with me. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Right. Like, and I think too, like, I think things get so overwhelming because there's like, there's like 5,000 things I have to do. And we've talked about this idea before, like just take the right next step. Like Jesus is going to give you the right next step. It's not going to feel, I will say this, it's not going to feel as overwhelming as you think it probably would feel if it just hits you because he got you ready with small steps to get you ready for the bigger steps, right? Like this, the right next step is like, it's all these small things and then they gradually get bigger and bigger. You know, Jesus says that those, um, you know, those that he trusts with little, you know, he gives more. It's that idea. Like you're building up for something bigger and greater. Um, you're building up to be able to accomplish more and be more fruitful in, in what you're doing for the kingdom. Um, you're designed to be more and more loving, caring, patient, um, all the fruits of the spirit. Um, you know, but that takes you to go back to the beginning of foster relationship with Jesus. Um, so he can do that work and let you in, you know, teach you to take the right next step, whatever small step that may be to get you ready for the big stuff. It's like, if you're in these places of like, I'm not saying like even these places, you're screwed. Sorry, buddy. Tough out of luck. No, Jesus is a loving, caring, shows grace and mercy. Um, but that should be a freaking flag going off in your head, uh, a siren and lights blaring, uh, of you that that's that's jumping back to, um, uh, I got to get back to spending time with Jesus, or got to get to spending time with Jesus for the first time, and keep it simple. Like, don't get overwhelmed um, with any of those things. And I know Andrew, you got to run. We're hitting right at that mark. Um, I think you disappeared on me, and you're already in your love meeting. Love you, bro. But I love you, brother. As always, it's good to see you, my friend. And those listening, good to see you, my friend. To you. Um, thanks for yeah. listening. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll give you this last thought, spend time with Jesus. I don't know how many times we can say it. And if it doesn't feel like you're exposing yourself, doesn't feel like you're opening up and it feels uncomfortable, you're not doing it right. Um, so go deeper with them. Talk about the hard things you don't want to talk about, man, it's going to be a difference maker for you. Uh, But thanks for listening, Andrew. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us. And we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other people. 
And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.